Buenos Nachos Amigos, and welcome to Record Breakers, your fantastic journey into the world of music and sharing and sharing of music and and sharing together. Here with me on this journey is my team, my crew. We have Brett. A good day. We've got Drew. Top of the morning to you. And we've got Patrick. Howdy. And here with us uh, is our guest this week. It's the guest episode again. Uh, we have, represented by the still image uh, to Matt, my left. technical difficulties, Walton. Yes, Matt yeah. Squiggles Walton. How you doing, Matt? I'm pretty great, and it's huh. weird to hear you at 1x speed instead of 2x. <laughs> How are we today as opposed to yesterday, one Earth day ago? <laughs> uh, wow. Approximately Wait, I, the same. Yeah. Open the curtain on that one. Yeah. yeah. Just Shoot. tear it down. Why don't you? Tearing out. You're exposing the business, brother. <laughs> Sausage is being made over here. This, dude. <laughs> Protect the kayfabe. Forget I was going to say. <laughs> this, this is breaking kayfabe all over the goddamn place. Um, of course, as we do with uh, Plenty of Times with our guest episode, uh, and as uh, he is. Uh, permitted to do again uh since it's, it's his third time uh we didn't foist one upon him he was going to foist an album upon us uh and matt what album are you foisting upon us i am foisting an album uh by a little little uh, band from the 80s started out in dallas uh you may have heard of him you may have not uh dixie chicks they're Second album, Little O' Cowgirl. And this is not the Dixie Chicks you know today. Oh, no. This is the original Dixie Chicks. Which, as I, uh, as I first sold it to y'all, I, I termed it OG Dixie Chicks. <laughs> original Gangsta Dixie Chicks. This is when they... That, when they, that it is. When they, you know, this is their hard gangster roots where they were... They were talking about ganking fools on the street. Uh, another another one of those weird meeting of the yeah. minds. And... <laughs> yes. This is before one of those they weird sold meeting out. of the minds of country and rap. Yes. <laughs> uh, gangsta country. Uh, yeah. <laughs> it's tractor rap. Yes. Uh, I'll start with you. Uh, Patrick, what were your expectations coming into this album? So, uh, as much as I hate to admit it, I'm reasonably familiar with the Natalie Maines era Dixie Chicks uh, because they were very popular in my youth and my mom loved them. So, their, uh, the, their first two major label albums that people would have heard, I've heard more times than uh, more times than I probably should admit to. And I actually kind of don't hate them it, it's pop country it's exactly what like what that is this version of the dixie chicks i had heard existed but i had never actually heard what it sounded like mm -hmm. so I, I knew i was getting something more uh true to country roots but uh the specifics i had no idea mm -hmm. uh drew what were your expectations coming into this album well, all I knew of the Dixie Chicks was the popular stuff that you hear on the radio, because I, I live near cornfields, so country music may get played every now and again. Um, 
so there's that. And then I also knew of the Dixie Chicks because there was a slight political kerfuffle um, back when they were very, very popular that they may have been in the middle of. And I knew them from that as well. Other than that, I had not bothered to dive into uh, the Dixie Chicks. I've said before and I'll say again, um, and I'll probably say it multiple times today. Um, when I go to country, I like a little bit more rough around the edges. And while the, while the Dixie chicks popular stuff seemed really well done, it was not my cup of tea as far as country music goes. So I was interested to see if early Dixie chicks could be a little bit more of what I'm after when it comes to this genre. Mm -hmm. Uh, Brett, what were your expectations coming into this album? Well, I've, I've never followed the Dixie Chicks. Um, I do get down on bluegrass, uh, more the fusion variety of that, but I never really got into country western music as a whole. Um, I, I listened to a lot of it growing up. Uh, I have a passable knowledge of the hits um, from the 80s and the 90s mainly, um, but I wasn't really actively listening to it. Um, of the Dixie Chicks that I, before the, listening to this album, the stuff I was familiar with, um, it really isn't, uh, it, it, it's a, it's a lot different than this album as a, you will find out if you've heard this. Um, if you would have given me this album with a different name on it, um, from a different band, I would have been completely oblivious. Like it, this is, this is as far from what Dixie chicks TM from, from Haddon Earl. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, yeah, it's definitely a far, far, far reach from that. There's definitely a whole lot of different, uh, Matt, how would you describe this album musically? What would be the themes elements that make it up? So, uh, little old cowgirl, it's, it's kind of a weird cross of bluegrass and country primarily. And they even, uh, I think they throw in a little bit of uh, jazz flavor, uh, near the end of the album. And, uh, You'll, you get super tight female vocals, extremely tight, very well done. And uh, fun fact, I was actually in the studio this album was recorded in. How uh, fun so of a fact. It is. Uh, some friends of mine were recording there, and I, I visited them, and I was looking at the back of Little Cowgirl a while later, and uh, I said, oh, that looks familiar. <laughs> And uh, so, yeah, it's exactly. Yeah. So uh, bluegrass and country is and tight female vocals, I would say, is kind of the defining features of this album. Mm -hmm. uh, Patrick, what would be uh, what caught your attention musically about this record? So uh, musically speaking, the uh, the banjo and the fiddle that, you know, from the more modern Dixie Chicks are far more in a starring role in this group. Uh, lots and lots and lots of harmonies, which I guess is a thing that continued, just sort of a different style of them. And uh, and a, a cornucopia of variations on country and folk and bluegrassy sort of music. It kind of it tries some stuff, and... There's even like kind of girl group pop music thrown in there for a minute, like old girl group pop music, just because why not? The Irwin sisters did in decide to invoke a little bit of the Andrews sisters, as it were. <laughs> There's some stuff. 
there's some there's some stuff that gets tried. It's uh it, it's for for what you could you could write down as a country record. It it does have a little bit of range in terms of uh the the I the the specifics within that genre it passes through. Yeah. Which I think they do well. Uh Drew. Uh what would be the themes elements that caught your attention about this album musically? Well, there's a lot of to me very like wrote sort of country stuff going on here as far as the vocals go. Um, and that's cool um, for what it is. Now, in, again, like I said, not my cup of tea, but it's really, really well done and really, really well pieced together. The harmonies are really tight. Um, the, the layering in it is really good. It definitely does sound, to me at least, of what I remember of 90s country when my parents were listening to this sort of country when i was very young, very young correct so that i think is kind of cool it's that sort of very high fidelity very almost poppy uh country sound with a lot of texas twang to it which i think is really a cool sound um but that i could take or leave the part that was great to me was the fiddle and the banjo plucking the string work in this album is just absolutely fun. Um, again, like I said, usually I like, uh, the vocals to be a little more rough around the edges, something that you can like, just, it's hard to describe for me. Um, it's just something I dig more in country. The visual of that rough, singer songwriter around a fire sort of playing the guitar and sort of singing about what he knows um and again these girls can sing but like god dang (laughs) the string work on this was just phenomenal so while if it was as uh pat said the later dixie chicks that people know they very much put those women in the forefront and that to me, I never sought it out. If it was more of this fiddle playing in the forefront, I might have sought more of it out um, when I would seek out music. So, mm-hmm. uh, Brett, what would be the themes elements that caught your attention? Oh. I mean, this this is uh, in the most sense a female vocally led album, but you get a cornucopia of every you know country bluegrass music uh instrument you get some uh some great fiddle you get uh some great scrug style banjo um there's some steel guitar thrown in there's some whistle um there's uh some some really neat mandolin stuff they did that i'll talk about later um really uh the fiddle um is another voice in the, in the harmony for like, you know, it carries when the voices aren't there and it adds to, um, while the voices are going, it's at, it's, it is one of the vocalists of this album is the fiddle. Um, and the, the banjo is there, but like even in the mix, um, the fiddle was right there in your face the whole time. Um, it's definitely not like the contemporaries of the time that I heard, so uh, this was this was 
a little different. When I break it down, like you even get like a little bit of violin a la quintet of the hot club do France. Um, it's uh, there's some some really really cool stuff going on. I'll break it down when we get to the songs. Yeah. Um. Yeah. There's a, a lot of competent playing and a lot of really cool sounds. Uh, that work out in this record. Uh, Matt Squiggles, old Squiggles McGee. Uh, what would be some of the key tracks uh, to zero in on on this record? Yeah, so uh, I think Little Oak Cowgirl is the 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 opening track. It's a it's a great introduction of uh, like Drew always likes telling you what you're gonna get. Uh, you're Starts right off the bat with some fiddle, uh, with some pretty strong fiddle, and uh, that is sung by uh, Laura Lynch, who was the uh, the two the two lead singers in this uh, incarnation were Laura Lynch and Robin Macy, who coincidentally were the two uh, members who were kicked out of the band uh, later date. Uh, but yeah, so Little O'Kell, yeah. Yeah, so uh, Little Cowgirl tells you what you're going to get. Just a Bit Like Me is another song that I really like. I think it does a, it's a really good story uh, that kind of narrates the diverging paths of, uh, it sounds like Two Sisters. Uh, It was actually written for, about them and a friend of theirs I saw on a YouTube video. Yeah. Two of a Kind is another one of my favorites from this album. Uh, I really like this song, and it has this kind of mournful tone, especially the singing, just slightly mournful that I think really kind of captures the the meditative feeling that I get when I'm driving a long distance when it's really late at night. And uh, Standing by the Bedside is another really great one i think uh you know it starts out strong with those three-part harmonies and then you go through the song a little bit and then you get this groovy boogie woogie bass with you know piano line that starts happening uh that you cannot help from stomping your feet and clapping your hands and uh finally it finishes out uh with a song that i find hilarious which is pink toenails uh, which is all about pink toenails and the the wonderful things that happens when you wear pink toenails, and that's it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> oh, pink no nails, getting a little you know fancy. Uh yeah, some cool tracks. Uh Patrick, what would be some of the key tracks for you? Um, I'll also talk about the opener, uh, "Little Old Cowgirl." Uh, really good harmonies. Uh, the mu- like a thing, and and it, I think we touched upon it is like. The musicianship on this record is pretty goddamn high, especially for a what at this point was still a fairly young band uh, and, and you know, young people playing a lot of the parts. It's really, really good quality uh, stuff. Um, I, I am a sucker for Irish folk music and, and anything sort of related to. So the Irish medley uh, made me really happy. And uh, the world needs more bagpipes that aren't on corn songs. 
uh, this contained bagpipes and that made like that made me smile. And it was just it, it, a lot of American folk music does trace its roots back to Irish folk music, especially the the fiddly shit um, and some of the ways the harmonies work. So it's nice to see a hat tip to that as a as a genre in general. And then Pink Toenails, which is sort of. We just threw this on the end of the record because why not? But in a way, it's kind of nice to just have like a a, a sharp left turn for your final song and and do something totally different uh, than than the rest of the record. Mm-hmm. Uh, Drew, what would be some of the tracks that you would zero in on? Well, let's go back a third time uh, to the little old cowgirl. Very clean start. Uh, good vocal harmony just a lot of oomph that um just really fantastic there but the middle gives you the fiddle a good room to play and i really really dug that for sure beating around the bush um all what i talked about most in the b block was how much i love the strings of course i'm going to pick the instrumental song um it was just a great great song to me it was simple from a compositional standpoint but it got the job done it got me what i wanted which was some cool plucking and some cool fiddle and a lot of room for them to play around with um and then aunt maddie's quilt i picked out because when i think of country music in general it's it's telling a story right there's there's definite like the words tend to paint a picture a lot in some of my favorite country songs and aunt maddie's quilt definitely did that here it's that telling the story with a campfire and a guitar trucks trucks getting drunk dogs trains and prison (laughs) you did not write the perfect (laughs) but it did it did tell a cool story and it did give a cool feel to it and that's well, I didn't say about that. I thought it was a cool song if you're looking for one of those types of country songs. Mm-hmm. I was drunk the day my mom got out of prison. Uh, Brett, <laughs> what would be your key tracks? Well, I, you know, the, the album opens up letting you know what you're getting into. Um, you know, there, there are a few things that you can do wrong with a fiddle and a banjo in your band. This is a good good proof of that they could have not had the fiddle in the banjo and still had a song but it was mo better with it being in there um irish medley like that really it less about the song but like the first few seconds uh they they played i i i did not expect to hear parts of of ashokan farewell in in any of this show that we do together like uh it made me wonder if Garrison Keeler was going to start reading me letters from Civil War soldiers. <laughs> like it, it was, uh, it, it's like I'm like that's that's like yeah, that's that, that's things that when I pull a mandolin out and blow the dust off of it, I I fart around and play that stuff. I'm like <laughs> oh, why why would they? Uh, yeah, that that worked. Um, just a bit like me. There's some really really hot banjo um, and some uh, the the mandolin really filled in some gaps um and uh it, it clinches the things that uh, appalachian style music uh like draws me in with um beating around the bush 
Uh, the, this is probably the biggest surprise of the album for me. Um, this is how you play jazz on a violin. Um, this is like very reminiscent of uh, Stefan Griff Pelly um, and like gypsy jazz fiddle is very distinct. Like it's, it works. This, this, anything that reminds me of Mr. Reinhardt and his, his French buddy um, gives, gets and three thumbs shield. up. Like it, it's, it's really, really great. Um, you know, and the Django in this, uh, in this fiddle and, uh, get fiddle, uh, get up. It would be the mandolin. Um, it doesn't get as much play as the banjo, but every line it had was great. And then when you hear the, the fiddle and the mandolin play note for note together, and it's and it sounds as fluid as it does because a mandolin is a fiddle that you turn sideways and kind of um, if you can play one, you can be a hack at the other. Um, the way that they, they played note for note was very impressive. And uh, honorable mention has to go to three minutes and 31 seconds into two of a kind. Um, it turns into a breakdown for like a little tiny, tiny little bit, like at the end of the song and completely shifts gears. Um, in a way that uh, you could just, you know, I'm bored of playing this 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 slow song, and I can fit three notes instead of like one half of one in a rest. So <laughs> let's 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 go to town, and that was really fun. Um, I, I there was there was a lot of things going on that were like 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 how I was talking about Ludacris and his turn of phrase. <laughs> um, there were things that, that peaked my, that peaked my ears up. I'm like, wait, Hey, wait a, wait a minute. What are they doing here? Let me back that up and like hear exactly. Cause that's not how most people would do things, but that's the way they chose to do it. And that was neat. Yeah. I enjoyed the breaking things down. Mm-hmm. And I went to pick her up in the range, but before <laughs> I get drunk, to Petey? the station in my pickup truck. She got run over by a damn like old train. Tea. I like drinking uh, a lot. <laughs> I have not had a drink. This is just all caffeine and exhaustion because I was work all day. Uh, Patrick, let's bring I a diary back around the horn to f- some conclusive thoughts. Uh, Patrick. So, so many of us who have been listening to music for a long time have had a band we loved make a pivot like this where they're like, we're one kind of band and then one record, all of a sudden they're another kind of band and it hurts because very, very, very rarely does a band do it. Well, it's, it's usually we're just going to alienate our entire fan base in search of a new one. And I can see how, if you heard the Dixie chicks prior to Natalie Maines joining the band, you would be very unhappy when she showed up. Um, so, but but that all said, this is pretty enjoyable if you enjoy uh, country music and with a bluegrassy sort of tinge to it. It's exceptionally well played. The songs are okay. I'm not in love with the lead vocalist, but she's good at what she does. I'm just not into her voice personally, uh, which is you know a, my horrible taste. Uh, and this is and 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 I would almost say if you're the sort of person who who enjoyed the Dixie chicks that were on CMT and whatnot. Uh, it's worth going back and looking just to see where they came from. Cause mm-hmm. it's, it's so different, but, but there are still 
little threads attached to the the more poppy stuff that followed. Mm-hmm. Uh, Drew, what would be your conclusive thoughts? Well, one, I would like to make a note of what Pat just said and say, if you want to see somebody go through that happening on a podcast, go ahead and listen to us review the self-titled No Doubt record. <laughs> and um, that'll be oh, God. me freaking oh, God. out about that exact thing for a half an hour. Yeah. So there's that. Um, but to the point, that's not wrong. Um, there's definitely a difference between this and what you know as modern Dixie Chicks. Um, they basically and, couldn't give up the clever band name. I think that's what happened. They started a new band and didn't want to give up the name <laughs> or come up with something better. But the point being is that I went into this figuring that I would hate every second. I would end up making fun of Squigs for half an hour. I would end up bashing everything and being bored out of my mind. But none of those things came true for me. Um, Every song had a little bit of something that piqued my interest. Um, It might not be my everyday rotation, but it's something that I think I am better for better for hearing. So. Mm-hmm. Uh, Brett, what will be your conclusive thoughts on the album as a whole? Um, e- even if you're not a fan of the genre, um, you it, this is objectively a a skillfully crafted album. Um, it's not the music that you're going to hear when you turn on country music radio in these parts. Um, it was obviously obviously not the the style that got their name on the map. Um, but I enjoy this version just fine. Um, living in the heartland of America, or more specifically, the crossroads thereof, um, I, I, I wouldn't feel bad about hearing a mandolin and a fiddle in just about any band. Um, banjos, I've, I've brought a virtuoso banjoist to this, to this forum. Um, so, yeah, that... that that that's uh that's a way to butter my bread but uh i'm happy that i got to learn a little bit about the other side of the dixie chicks coins um you know it it could have been a lot worse yeah um i think a lot of what you can define on this uh record is the fact that this was a musical compromise between a pair of 30 somethings and uh and a 19 and 22 year old who can play real good uh Especially musically, it was like a musical direction of somebody who's like a more of a veteran and the people behind them, uh, and it's I think that's part of what I think would define how it got changed when it was okay. Let's make the Sony basically said, "Hey, we're Sony. We like to give you money. Let's go ahead and make this band about the two young girls, Miss Laurelin. Uh, if you could just go ahead and." Uh, mosey on out there we're gonna get a whole other young singer to come on in here and <laughs> sound so i think it, before pretty that, much yeah pretty much that's basically what happened uh and i i my memory is that it was actually one of uh the Erin or it was the Irwin sisters dad if i remember correctly who was a sony exec yeah and yeah, oh they taylor swifted yeah i i taylor think that's Swifted. about right 
about right. The Goo Goo Dolls. They 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 signed up. Got developed Wait, by t- Sony. <laughs> Sony got got a pair of young. Sony found a pair of young talented sisters who could play a ton of instruments, uh, and decided to take the band that they were in and develop them. <laughs> this is before they got their hand, like way before they got their hands on them, and way before they were quote unquote developed. Uh, and I think it's worth checking out. Uh, it's understandable why it happens, especially with, you know, you could argue also that this was a really good country record and a throwback style. Whereas the Dixie chicks, you know, is decidedly the Dixie chicks, Uh, (laughs) um, which if you you think about it, it's like, okay, which is fair to say, but it's still, it's still good to go back and see this really great diverse cool fun uh you know uh nostalgic like i said harkens back to this andrews sisters harkens back to classic country art uh you know has a ray charles track in there uh and just all all around good feelings uh but yeah squiggles what would be your conclusive thoughts on this album uh, y'all pretty much covered it, but yeah, I have pretty much less than zero well, interest in listening to the what Dixie Chicks currently are. Like, I I looked up uh, Goodbye Earl just out of morbid curiosity, and I watched the music video. And what's Toe Jam there, gonna do without Earl? <laughs> yeah, uh, I, I don't know. They're never gonna save Funkatron. That's I'm right. Sure. That's, it's it's okay. over. Goodbye Earl is a karaoke track. Oh. Word, yeah, it's oh. it's just, no, and I, what I mean to that it's a it's a sassy song for people to sing at karaoke, uh, for for women to sing at karaoke to sass them sad. some no good sad sad women, uh, and it's not that hard to sing. Yeah, <laughs> as as uh, made apparent by the recording. <laughs> but yeah whether whether or not if you like if you like what the dixie chicks are now if you dislike what they are now if you have ever heard of them i implore you to find this album and listen to it just to find out what they used to be mm-hmm. very well put uh and it's definitely worth checking out. Uh, you cannot find it. Well, I shouldn't talk about the Spotify players, but you can't find it on Spotify players. But we still got the haiku reviews uh, to go. We come to our main event of the evening. We come to our haiku reviews. We sum it all up in poetic form. Well, semi-poetic, kind of. It rhymes. So no, it doesn't rhyme. It has like the thing. Poetry the doesn't have to rhyme. Don't you remember? Exactly. In, in Should English I get my bongos? It wouldn't hurt. Uh, we'd be a hep cat. Uh, Hayakus, we're not beatniks. What the fuck? <laughs> we're 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 uh, we're uh, uh, low quality beatniks. I'm channeling my Maynard. Yes. Uh, I'll start with. I'll do it the the way we've been doing it. Patrick, what is your haiku? Ye old Dixie chicks before they pissed off Squiggles. I see the appeal. 
Uh, Drew, what is your haiku? Beautiful voices, but those were not what kept me. Let the fiddle play. Mm-hmm. I'll put mine in the middle. Uh, some country yeah, cowgirls. <laughs> some country cowgirls before Sony made them change their familiar sound. Brett, what is your haiku? While not my favorite, it's a genre I respect. I really enjoyed it. Mm-hmm. And Matt, what is your haiku? Tight female vocals paired with expert songwriting makes for a great ride. Mm-hmm. Yeehaw. Also, uh, Matt, what song did I sing? I lots of songs. <laughs> no, it was You Never All Even songs. Call Me By My Name by David Allen Coe. It was the... Oh, the, the yes. song you were singing. Earlier. Yes, I was singing. Gosh <laughs> darn it. Oh. It's been a while. It's been a while. No, we did, we're not talking about staying right now. We're talking about country. <laughs> uh, <laughs> you cannot... Pull watch pull what plug. I say. Pull the plug. Let's, call, let's bring it home. <laughs> I'm so glad we all went there at the exact same moment. <laughs> That's why we do a podcast together. That's why we do it. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, you cannot find this on the Spotify playlist. Uh, you're going to have to go and do your homework and search it out on your own. Uh, but what you can find on the Spotify playlist, uh, and I will make sure to just put the songs you're supposed to study and do your homework on, uh, cause on like Spotify, it has this, like, has like 15 extra takes of like it, almost every song, uh, cause it's jazz. Uh, is next week's playlist, uh, next week's uh, record, uh, which is my pick. Uh, I just thought it would be a cool discussion to have, and let's talk about Miles Davis, Kind of Blue. If you have trouble finding it, go to any uh, Goodwill across America exactly. <laughs> or every grandparent that owned a record. Yes. Um, that, that will be one of them. Yes. This Just was... start knocking on doors. Any yes. any horn player in high school jazz band, they'll have yes. it. That's how I do. Uh, so any heroin den uh, or opium <laughs> den uh, in the world uh, probably I'll just has ask it. one of the clients from work because I yes. help all people understand computers. Yes. So, uh, so any, yeah, music definitely... college town, any college town with a strong music program. Yes. Yeah. Uh, That's true. Uh, I will say I'm definitely not fishing for a diamond in the rough here. Uh, this is a very well-known record, but it's still a record worth discussing. And I thought I'd... some would call it the best record ever recorded. <laughs> we'll Those see, but somebody will. Somebody will. But let's talk. Let's see what we think about it, and that will be next week. Uh, but of course, that's next week. This is this week. You can, of course, find us all over the internet. Uh, Matt, where can people find you, and what are you doing on the internet? Uh, you can find me at at mridicw. That is not a movie reference. That is my middle name, uh, paired with my first and last initials. Uh, last four of your, your social security number and <laughs> the, what's your what's your father's middle name? Yes. No, please don't an- don't answer any of that. <laughs> uh, yeah. Don't tell that uh, man what to do. Yeah. Uh, you can you can find me. Pretty much anywhere at Emeritic W. 
Uh, you can find me at matthewalton.net. And uh, uh, I don't know. Hire me. Yeah, hire him. You can play. I play music and do engineering. We'll, we'll, uh, when when I start uh, saying all the names, uh, you'll hear him his resume start a roll right about now. Uh, you can of course find us all of the internet. Should, should I provide some live music? <laughs> uh, uh, Patrick is at Swagger. Brett is at HBDBBRHIBBI2IBIBBRD. Drew is at X3SFRX. I'm at PD Rave. The show is at four record breakers. That's the number four record breakers. Recordbreakerspodcast.com. Recordbreakerspodcast at gmail.com. Rebelli.net for this and other shows. Rebelli TV on Twitch, on YouTube, on things. Uh, iTunes, Stitcher. Subscribe to us all over the place. Share, like, do things. Until next time. Hasta los huevos. On fin.gs. <coughs> Play us out, Squiggles. Club hopes you have enjoyed this program. <laughs>